Text me to play by play. Wait, what? I don't watch the games. Your goal shouldn't be to buy players. Your goal should be to buy wins. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of the Analyze Data podcast. Um, last time we talked about the French-speaking club, and uh, we promised that this time we will focus on the German-speaking club. So obviously, Langnau, Bern, uh, Davos, Zug, Zurich, and Rappersville. Uh, I would have liked very much to do this one in German, but I absolutely cannot do that. So Cédric would have, uh, maybe you could have done it, but no, not me. I'm not sure, but... Not sure? Not sure. Either. Nein, das ist unmöglich. Ah, ja, ich denke, das ist unmöglich für mich zu, in Deutsch zu sprechen. Okay, well, let, let's keep in that because my German is very, very, <laughs> very old and rusty. Okay, so um, yeah, we'll try to keep it under one hour despite having seven clubs to talk about, but um, six. we will do them six. Yeah. yeah, sure. Okay, there is one I just invented. <laughs> Um, I'm confused about Fribourg and BN sometimes, honestly. Oh, big debate. <laughs> yeah, big debate. Okay, so um, we will talk uh, in the order of the current standings. So let's start right away with Langno Tigers. Um, still the best goal song in the league. Yeah, right. And uh, first, hi everyone. So yeah, we'll start with Langno. So yeah, they've won quite a big games here and there. They've beaten I think Zurich like they usually do every season they've beaten Lugano twice they also won against Lausanne and Davos so yeah they got quite a few big wins here and there but uh, at the moment it's 10-12th in the standings and that's where uh, yeah most people projected them to be I think we projected them at the 11th place but uh, yeah they're not far from their expectations from the beginning of the season uh, but lately things have got a bit worse for them so I think they've lost uh, six straight games so yeah quite a, a good moment for them to have a break to refocus and work on uh, a few things here and there and um, they've lost some games in a row and they've got some problems with their goalies recently as uh, shown by the game that uh, where Meyer uh, got two uh, quite funny goals against him so Thibault let's make it be focused on the goalie situation for Langna. Yeah it, it, it's funny that um, the, the situation in the standing is, is as much as we expected then the uh, the news from Langnaud we always hear is just about personal <laughs> right now it's like so Punenov is out for next season that was kind of a long um, story but he's out uh, they, they're looking to keep uh, Robert Meyer in because um, I mean Punenov has been disappointing this season so far and Meyer has been looking good and I say looking because when we look at the numbers actually both have allowed like a bit more than one expecting goals one one goal above expectations um, so the same, both have provided 45% of quality starts. So it's it's more perception really than result because um, Meyer has had excellent games when he came in, but then he blew out some, like including that, uh, that famous game when he, he allows two times, um, two goals from the neutral zone. So yeah, it's it's that and um, the rumors obviously about um, the imports players staying or leaving for next season. This is... Uh, this is a bright side, honestly, because they're doing what they can on the ice. Um, there's not a lot of depth in that team this, this season. We knew it. 
Uh, so the they, they they rely heavily on that uh, that top line and, and the import players. I mean, they're getting rush offense as much as they can. It's they have the biggest share of rush offense at five on five in the league. Forty nine percent of the expected goals come of the rush uh, right now. I mean, they, they have three players in the top six scorers in the league. Um, all of a sudden, we had projected him at thirty six points. He's on pace for fifty two, which is uh, which is huge. Um, Grenier and Pizanin were projecting also around 34, 35, and they're on pace for 44. So uh, that's a huge improvement. Sarrela actually was projected at 52 points, and he's, he should be around 46 over 52 games. So th these are, this is a good, great group of import players. Um, will they be able to keep them? They're signed some. Sarrela has resigned already, but all of a sudden is, is the big question. Um, quickly about the defense because there is no there was no big signing about the defense uh, you know they, they lost um, there was the guy to Lausanne um, Glauser thank you there was Glauser and uh, there is no replacement coming in uh, but you're gonna step stepped up nice, nicely as we hoped um, he's actually ranks 16th in the league for winter this season he has 17 points in 18 games so that's uh, that's very good but it's really difficult beyond that right yeah exactly and and they've got some. They had some um, injuries on the on the back end, so yeah, quite complicated. I, I think now that Ignace is out for quite a few weeks, mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, it's difficult for them to to stay competitive in this league. And uh, beyond that, it is really difficult for them because if we take a look a closer look at their. Uh, overall play especially in the offensive zone well it's complicated their roster is not the most talented in the league but they're they're not really good at creating a lot of quality chances in the offensive zone so there are very few high danger passes for for example also they've got the second worst offense uh, in the league behind Ajoa so yeah they're really struggling to 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 generate the uh, offense on a consistent basis and defensively it's also very complicated for them they've got the second worst defense in the league behind Ajoa uh, they allow a lot of rushes among the worst in the league they don't prevent much scoring chances from passes and high danger chances and they have huge issues to protect the slot so yeah for them it's quite complicated at five on five this season yeah, that, maybe that's why actually we uh, like uh, goalie like Robert Myers looks so good because he's put in 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 so much difficult situation that he has to do miracles sometimes to do to do save. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's tricky for Lang now. Um, it's a pleasure to watch their import play, but uh, it's going to be a long season. I, I, I fear starting like in January or sometimes because clearly the, play, the, the even the pre-playoff is uh, not looking very good right now for them. So. We'll see. Yeah, maybe just to talk about their projections. Uh, well, uh, I see them with less than one person chance to finish in the top ten. So yeah, hmm. it shows you how complicated it will be for them to to go uh, into the pre playoffs. Your goal should be to buy wins. Okay, so next team we'll talk about Baron. So we had Baron tenth before the start of the seasons which was maybe a bit surprising for some, but uh, given the lack of depth in the team, the absence of Bloom, etc., we guess that the team is 
well, where they are supposed to be, I guess. So not a big, um, yeah, not a big gap from our expectation from the start of the season. Yeah, it's. I mean, they, they they said there was a transition season, and uh, and you can see. I mean, they, they clearly have some good guys, maybe underperforming. We'll, we'll come back to that, but uh, there clearly was a lack of depth in, in in that team, especially with the absence of Bloom uh, on the defense. Um, but I mean, they they've been struggling a lot to start the season um, to create some plays. I mean, zone exit have been good. They're still good. They they have the force best control percentage in the league and zone entries were a struggle but they've been much better right now you can see they're working on stuff you can see they're working on a new system this is a new new coaching staff new players new imports um but beyond that i still think that offensive zone play lacks initiative and and, and creativity really um if we look at the stat i mean offensively it mainly comes uh, from zone plays I mean, scoring chances, they come from non-setup situations, meaning they come from rebounds, turnovers, uh, deflections, that kind of stuff. Not really like passing plays and and players walking into into the slot with the puck. Um, you can see again they are trying to improve. They are trying to be smarter in the offensive zone lately. Um, they've de- they've been using more high danger passes in the past few games, but the success rate is not there yet. Uh, so maybe that could be a weapon. Um, otherwise, I mean, they're really they're really working on their forecheck. Uh, it, it's good. It's been good. I mean, they're trying to work hard, which is often the uh, the mark of team that lacks maybe creativity. Um, they try to prevent zone exit as much as possible for the other team. Um, but the consequences of that is maybe that they struggle after um, if the forecheck fails and the other team gets out of their zone. Yeah, exactly. If we take a look at their zone denials, so the, their defensemen defending their blue line, uh, their zone denials rate is 12th in the league, actually. So, yeah, that's some, yeah, that's the second worst in the league, and they have a hard time defending against rushes, too. So they're the third... Uh, worst defense in terms of expected goals again so only behind Langnau and Ajoa so yeah it's really complicated for them to to defend their slot and um, what has been a good point for them though is their goalies so they have been a really good uh, so far this season in the different games we tracked, uh, Monzato has saved 3.8 goals in six games so far, which is really good. And Vitrich has saved 1.6 goals. And they're, well, they're hiding a bit of some of Burns' defensive issues. So, yeah, they've, Monzato and Vitrich have really been some of Burn good, uh, good stories this season. We're talking about Vitrich staying maybe in Burn for the next season, so it will be interesting to see how it uh, goes through uh, in the next few days or weeks. And um, about the players, Thibault, I will let you go on that part. Yeah, the w- one good news is that uh, Unter Sander is having a really good season. Uh, he's really bouncing back nicely from last season. Um, Mika and I are still improving. We're really happy. You, you know that was one of our favorite uh, players and, and players we wanted to see him developing. Um, but otherwise, I mean, Corey Kanaker, um, Jeffrey, before his, his, his injury, of course, 
Uh, even though Gavin's um, and Anderson are underperforming, we think so far, and their win share value is is dropping. For instance, um, they're supposed to be the offensive leader. I mean, Dominic Cahun has been good; he's been scoring, uh, get twenty points in twenty two games. But behind him, it's it it's been difficult. And as we said, Bern was lacking the depth um, to start the season with. So, in addition to that, if their offensive leader are not producing as they should be. Well, the, you can see that becomes an issue very, very fast for that team. Yeah, exactly. And they've got some pretty good names, though, in terms of uh, Swiss players. So they've got Praplon, they've got Chervet, they've got some pretty great names or great players like Mozart too, but they've been underperforming so far. Yeah, so um, Christian Thomas came in to replace Dustin Jeffrey. There is a rumor of the sixth. Uh, foreign players as well coming in but uh, there are some problems within the system defensively especially as we uh, as we talked and maybe it's a lack of creativity offensively that will need to be to be fixed if Bayern wants to uh, wants to catch the, the pre-playoff and uh, and and, uh, and have some ambition in the spring even for a transition season yeah exactly but all, they're already preparing next season, so as we know, they've got Leffel, Vermeen coming in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think their 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 goal of this season is maybe to prepare the the whole team to play as uh, Lundskog wants them to play and be ready uh, from the start of next season. But we know that Bern is a big market where you need results. So we'll see how it unfolds in the coming month. Yeah, but at least there is no, there was no expectation for this season. Um, I mean, they made it very clear. So, if the public knows that this is a transition and something better is coming next season, I mean, they already signed those players, as you mentioned. They're probably going to sign more. Uh, I mean, they got the budget, they got the, you know, the capacity of bringing bringing in some big names. So yeah, next next season will be a challenge for sure. Your goal should be to buy wins. Okay, now Zurich. Uh, yeah, right now Zurich is not even at the top of the, of the, of the standings. Um, Zurich that stands sixth in the standings right now with 36 points in 20 games. Um, new season, same old Zurich. That's something we've been saying a lot since this summer, actually. I mean, they're talented. They got a great squad. Um they got good numbers at the end at the end of the day if you look at five on five offensive production or defensive but there is always that feeling of underachievement a bit that and they could they should do more than that yeah exactly um recently i tracked a game uh from zurich versus uh, ajwa the game they lost uh, i think four three uh, mm-hmm. in ajwa and yeah there was this feeling of underachievements, and um, yeah, you, you guess that yeah, they can do more, and it's quite frustrating to see them uh, sometimes. So if we focus on uh, offense, uh, the, well, they're secondly from scoring chances from walk-ins. That means that you walk in the sl- into the slot with the puck in control, but they stand at the bottom of the of the league for passing plays and that's a huge issue because it's on that kind of play that you generate high quality chances and it's been quite a topic for a few months and maybe I think even in the playoffs last year 
where they had problems to find um, solutions against Geneva in the semi semifinal. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you can guess or see that they're working hard in the offensive zone. They're second in the league for uh, expected goals coming from four check situations, which to us is kind of surprising given the talent on the roster. You don't expect such a team to rely so much on their project to generate offense. And probably it's why they struggle against smaller teams like um, Ajoa, for example, um, that regroup, wait for them and get the puck out uh, without hesitation. So um, then you're, yeah, you're back at two square one. And uh, if the opposite defense is 100 person focused on blocking their uh, individual players, their great players, well, they run out of solution and it's complicated for them to generate offense. And uh, an issue that we've, we think is quite important for Zurich is that they don't seem to be able to adapt uh, in this kind of games. And uh, yeah, that's, what, that's why you get this feeling of frustration watching them. You get the impression that all game long they want to create things, but uh, well, they have issue doing that. Yeah, that's um, that's the same thing as you mentioned. That's that's why last year it was not surprising to see them lost against Geneva, we we which had a very good system at, at the time. Um, yeah, they, they, they've been struggling against smaller teams. It's kind of a running joke right now, but I mean, yeah, it, it's actually easier for them to play a big team of the league because they're they're gonna open the game and it's gonna like let some of their players, obviously Andre Ghetto, Malguin, Azevedo, uh, use their speed in the, in the neutral zone, enter the offensive zone and create play without a, the defense being set up. So that's easier for them. But if they face a more defensive minding team, that, that's, that's a real issue. I mean, beyond that, um, beyond that, the, the defenders struggling against rushes too. That means they, they have a hard time adapting to teams that are waiting for opportunities, like clearly what Rappersville is doing. Um, they also are difficulty against Forcheck. They don't like to be, you know, pushed around. Uh, they have the second worst defense against Forcheck. Uh, but once they're set up, their, their defense is good, obviously. I mean, they, are, they have a really good player. It's crazy good defensive core. But yeah, in those special situations, they're struggling. And that's something very unique about Zurich is that if you take the, the whole season, the the, the, the overall numbers, they look good, but you know that in specific situation, and that will be the case, that will be the case in the playoffs, they will be struggling. Um, the, the goalies, they'll, they've been only okay so far. They're like allowing the number of goals they're expecting to allow, not much, not, not less. Um, on the bright side, Quenville has been better than we thought maybe, but Azevedo is maybe producing less than expected. Um, and they're playing with five import on the ice. Yeah, that's a huge advantage. They're not taking it for the moment. And yeah, it kind of adds more to the frustration of seeing them on the ice. So. And uh, what do you think about the rumors of Kronborg being out? Is that a consequences or is he frustrated by the, how his team is playing? 
Well, maybe both. Uh, I don't know, but well, in our point of view, well, we've been we've been discussing about that point for quite a few times, and yeah, it's mm. not surprising for us to to hear that kind of remarks because Zurich is not playing so far at the expected level, and everybody kind of had them first um, at the beginning of the seasons because the, they added Quenville and uh, Malgin on the last day before the season started, so everyone mm. was thinking, oh yeah, come on, Zurich will be first and there will be no competition for them, but well, two months in, we're seeing that they're only fixed in the standings, they've been not as much impacted by injuries as other teams, so they don't have the same kind of excuses that other teams have. So, yeah, uh, not surprising for me. What about you? Yeah, no, that's not surprising for me either. I mean, not wanting to blame Gunbog, but uh, I mean, the, the players have changed and the problems are still the same. Um, the f- the fun fact is that last year, at some point in during an interview, I don't remember the media, but Kronborg was saying, was talking about his coaching philosophy. And he was talking about how he loves to let peop- let players uh, be creative in the offensive zone and, and pretty much do what they want to do. And I guess it can be good to some extent. That's just my personal opinion. But you can see in Zurich sometimes they lack structure. Um, and those guys, they're going to try to score the goals all by themselves. Or, I mean, sometimes some of those guys, they know pretty well each other. Like, I mean, Roe and Andre Ghetto, or, I mean, they can combine and make some plays. But most of the time, it's going to be individual efforts. And maybe that's where they like a bit of structure. So maybe yes. too much freedom there. Uh, and otherwise, yeah, I mean, Grunborg and Zurich, with their, with their roster, they're supposed to win. I mean, the... the that was the the 2020 season that that been canceled and they were first in the standing before the playoffs. But I remember I remember I had the same type of concerts coming in into the playoffs yes. uh, with Drake at the time. They have been struggling against defensive team during the regular season, so that was not a given that they would have won the cup that year. Yes, and what would have been interesting for them maybe to start the season is to see them yeah having that kind of structure as you say uh, especially in the offensive zone to, to create different kind of offense and they've got the talent to do that and well uh, we hope that they will find a way to to generate more in the future but yeah we kind of fear that they will still lose uh, the same way uh, this season in the playoffs so Yeah, we'll see. Still uh, not there yet, but uh, it's not looking very good, let's say. And where do you see them at the end of the season, before the playoffs? What does your model say? Uh, uh, The model still sees them fifth um, to end the season. um, With a roster um, with no injuries and uh, Fluwaller playing all the games. The model actually sees them going to the finals against Zug, but losing to Zug in the finals. Yeah, same for me. Nice. Um, same for you. My model sees them finishing fourth, but sees them as a favorite in the playoffs. Yeah, but again, I mean, that's that's the player's value on paper, even if it's um, being updated after after every every game, and uh, it's. I don't think Zurich is playing to its paper value, let's say. So maybe the the motor is uh, 
Yes, he's um, a bit biased in that regard. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's a very specific example. Your goal should be to buy wins. So next team, Rappersville. Well, they're actually fifth in the standings, and that's probably the most surprising team of the seasons for us so far. We had them at the start of the season, like 12th, I think, so surprising. But even if it's surprising, not that much. In fact, because they have a lot of similarities uh, uh, with last season, in fact. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, they, they change coaches, and it, but it's it's pretty much the same team uh, to some extent. And that's not the first time we're seeing that, but... Uh, I mean, <clears throat> what, we, let's start with the defense for once, and uh, it's been very smart, uh, more than anything. Uh, I mean, the the Rappersville we saw in the playoffs last season, the, the Rappersville that got to the semifinal, is pretty much the team we're seeing in many games this season. Like, I mean, <clears throat> they, they beat Davos in Lausanne in a row, um, they've beaten Zurich a couple of times, I think. They're playing a wait-and-see games. I mean, they, they do not pressure the other teams, uh, in the offensive zone, they don't they don't lose energy for checking, but once once they lose the puck for good, they just regroup in the neutral zone and they wait, and their focus is on denying control entries. Um, so the other team really have a hard time entering the offensive zone, setting up in the offensive zone. They have a hard time getting rushes, those very valuable rushes. Um, uh, Rappersville is very good against those. Um, so they have the third best rate for denying zone entries in the offensive zone, which is really, really good. And yeah, at the end of the day, you're just struggling to create anything against that team. And um, and, and and then they can create uh, uh, in the other way, uh, using using those, uh, those rushes, but more than that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, more than that. So when you look at their offense... Um... Well, there's more in-zone play as compared to last season. They're trying to find the perfect pass in positioning. They're really focusing on getting those high-quality chances. And that's why they're second in the league for the use of high-danger passes. And the good thing about their offense is that they're really trying to avoid getting point shots or shots from defensemen coming from the blue line. They're really, really looking to, yeah, to, to get into the slot, but with those plays that generate really quality chances. Yeah, and that's something that actually that uh, works against them in the power play, I think. And the power play has been struggling uh, because you can feel they try to play the same way, like on five on five. But when it works at five on five, it, I mean, those quality passes and trying to find the perfect shot and. Uh, and looking for quality offense over quantity, it just doesn't work against the setup defense um, on the power play. So they've been playing good offensively at five on five. The power play is struggling, maybe for the same exact reason. That's that's a bit funny, but uh, that's just just the way it is. Yeah, exactly. And if we take a look at the different players uh, this season, uh, obviously. Trevenka has just been as good as he has ever been in the Swiss, uh, well, in the National League. He's not getting a lot of attention, I think, or not enough as he deserves, but he's really one of the best players in the league. Uh, in On defense, uh, Jose has been as good as promised. 
uh, one of the good story in the offensive uh, players is Egenberger, obviously. Uh, he's been really good this season. Uh, he's been either playing with Rowe or Chervenka, and he has been so far a really good player with them. He's not only a passenger on these lines, he's obviously creating a lot of offenses by himself, so that's kind of good to see. Uh, Jeremy Vick has been hot lately, he's been scoring a lot of goals. Uh, on defense, they've got some really good uh, players. They've got three new players this season with Ebicher, Wardou and uh, Baragano. So all the three have been very good, but maybe Wardou is standing uh, the most uh, out of the three players. Um, in front, we also have Lammer and Singer, which have had a very good season uh, for the moment. They're playing with uh, quality players, and then also like Hegenberger, they've been able to create some offense by themselves, so that's great to see. And even though they're fifth at the moment, they're still missing Moses, who's been injured since the beginning of, of the season. They're also missing Lehmann, which was one of our favorite players last season because he's creating a lot of offense also by himself. So they're really good at the moment, but they could be even better uh, with their injured players uh, once they're coming back. Yeah, so th there's still probably a bit of luck in, into that. I mean, they're second in the league for the PDO right now. They're 102.5, which is high. Uh, I mean, pretty much no team should be above 102. So, <clears throat> they, I mean, Niffler has been good, but the, the shooting percentage is very good. I think they're the second best shooting percentage in the league right now. Almost 10%, 9.5. So, but yeah, in addition, Niffler has been good. Uh, he's third in the league right now with over five goals saved um, and 12 quality starts in 19 games. So, uh, yeah, he also has a great 68% of, of control save. So he's been, you know, he's been in control. He's been there. He's been consistent. Um, I mean, Noel Batter is almost not playing at all. <laughs> when he played, I think he shot out Zug last <laughs> time. So um, everything's going well for Rappersville and we'll see if that continues. Yeah, exactly. And so where do you have them at the end of the season? So I have them sixth right now and going out in the quarterfinal against BN. Okay, same for me and my model. Okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah, let's see exactly. But fun season for them so far. Yeah, and they're, they're fun to watch. It's always fun to see a team that is very well organized, you know, with a clear plan and executing it very well. So I enjoy that personally. Yeah, exactly. I've been tracking them a few times and they don't stand as the most, well, uh, entertaining team on paper maybe. But when you look at them, well, they've been good. They've been what, fun to watch and yeah, that's great for them. Your goal should be to buy wins. So next, we're talking about Sug. Sug was actually fifth in the standing, I think. So yes. Sug season has been kind of strange for the moment. They've started very well, uh, but with some kind of overperformance and a bit of luck. Then they had all those injuries to key players. They've had COVID also, and their play was not that great overall. 
the story then was about Fribourg, then about Geneva because of their coaching problem, etc. So yeah, we kind of forget about them. But Zug is really coming back and looks very dangerous right now. Yeah, and it, uh, I think it's a very interesting phenomenon is that the way Zug played last season, the way they dominated the um, the league, simply it, it changed the way that many teams are playing this season, you feel. And uh, one thing that was very Zugi last season was the, the way they were defending and kind of not for checking really hard in the, in the sense that not uh, preventing zone exit for the other team, but they were just like waiting in the neutral zone and uh, and trapping it in the neutral zone. And, and you can see many teams doing that this season. And <clears throat> kind of the mirror effect is that other teams are doing that to Zug right now. And I mean, zone exit has been really good uh, as, as usual, but you can see the other teams are just waiting for them in the neutral zone. So what happened we think is that um, they just changed the way they entered the offensive zone. I mean, last season it was just full speed, you know, uh, control entries, rushes and such, and it's not possible anymore because the other teams are waiting for them, kind of building a wall on the blue line. Um, <clears throat> so the entries are just became smarter for Zug. It's less controlled than last year, but uh, when they are dumping the puck, they're dumping it like in a way that another teammate is going to get it. Um, they have the best recovery percentage on dumps, on dumps this season. Uh, meaning it's just it's, it's just not sending the puck deep and, and skating and going to hit somebody and win a battle. It's just placing the puck somewhere in the offensive zone where you can retrieve it. Um, so they kind of just adapted. And so it's not as pretty as last year, but once again, that coaching staff, they found a solution uh, to, to, to create stuff and and to make it uh, as best as possible offensively. I mean, now you can see lots of in-zone plays. Um, they're expecting goals from Forcheck is first in the league in our data with 42% of their 5-on-5 uh, five five expecting goals coming from Forchecks. Um, so once they have the puck, once they retrieve the puck, I mean, you, you get the Duke style back with a lot of passes to create those valuable plays. They, they, there's the best in the league for the use of high danger passes which is not surprising, which is the trademark, really. Um, and especially since they got everybody back in hell because they had a lot of injuries. I mean, the last handful of games, they've been just very impressive. I mean, they've hammered Lugano in a game I tried. That was, that was just something I, I had not seen in a long time. It was just turning around the defense and creating stuff. And the whole five players were moving in circles and cycles and crossing path and... And you can see that Lugano defense had no idea what was coming at them. Well, you talked about them being very smart on offense and so but their defense is also very smart. Um, you talked about them waiting in neutral zone, etc. But well, they've got the best denials rates. They wait in the uh, neutral zone and they force the other team to dump the puck. So they've been really good at that. Um, what was really interesting when they, they had all those injured players, really something they really focused on and we could see uh, some wins like in Lausanne where they really shut uh, the other team's offense so yeah it's been really really smart despite all the injuries problem they had during the season yeah and um, obviously Genoa is doing his part uh, he saved seven, over 7 goals so far this season in 14 games which is a lot it's, it's it's been good. Um, Olenstein has saved almost four goals as well. So it's really whatever the goal he is. 
uh, in the net, you know that you're going you're to have a hard time beating them if you pass the defense first, um, especially on, on, on the PK that maybe have been struggling. This is maybe a part where they can improve, but the goal has been really good on, on, on the penalty kill and hiding the um, the mistakes maybe, uh, but they've been allowing too many chances and quality there, so that's maybe somewhere they can improve. Yeah, exactly. And if you have a look at the individual player, well, their new recruits have been very good, so they've lost quite a few quality players last year uh, with Hoffman and Sarah getting out. And they've really found some really nice replacements for them, so whether it's Kreis, it's Suri, Hansen, Lander or Juice, uh, it's a very solid group of players they've got there. Uh, and currently, we have five two players in the top 15 of the league for the 21-22 winters. So that's really impressive. Yeah, really impressive. And uh, well, at the end of the season, in my model, um, they're second right now in the standings. But they will, they would raise the cup according to the model again this season. What about you? Yeah, uh, I don't think my model finds them as strong as you do because I'm more focused on the team performances and their performance so far. I've been really impacted by their injuries, but I think mm -hmm. that as the season goes, my model will will yeah will find them uh, stronger and stronger and coming into the playoff. I really think they'll be one of the favorite team out there. And before we were Talking about Turek having problems to uh, adapt through games or through opponents. And as we said uh, during this uh, small talk about Tug, one of their great advantages is, well, their coaching staff. They know how to adapt, and uh, that's a really good point for them. Your goal should be to buy wins. And finally, Davos. So the team is standing first in the, in the standings right now. Um, we had them battling for the fourth spot before the season, actually fifth, but really tied to tie with, with the fourth team. Um, so they've been doing better, obviously. They just got out of a nine win in 10 game series. Um, pretty crazy. But there is a lot of maybe uh, underlying numbers on, on that that, we, uh, that can explain that performance. Yeah, exactly. So. If we focus on how they provide offense, so there's a lot of rush offense. Uh, they're third in the league uh, in terms of expected goal comings from these kind of play with 42%, so that's really important. And they're also really good at um, getting chances from uh, walk-ins and getting quality shots. Yet now they're They've been kind of overperforming their expected goal for sure. Uh, they've got the best shooting percentage in the league. Uh, they're at 10.5%. And the second team is at 95 So it shows you a really big gap. Um, and at 5-on-5, five five, they scored 55 goals when we expected them to create uh, to, to score only 38. So you see there's kind of a big gap here, and they're also the only team with a PDO above uh, 102.5, and they're currently seated at 103.5. So again, huge overperformance for them offensively. Yeah, and that's that's a huge question about Davos, and that's uh, actually a question we had on Twitter. But uh, 
That, that's something interesting is that they also overperformed last season uh, in terms of goal scoring. They had a huge overperformance on goal scoring and they had a huge underperformance in, uh, in, in nets, which was balancing the both, uh, the two of those. Um, but can they sustain it? Can it sustain that shooting percentage? Um, obviously, it's high. It's really high. It's maybe too high to be real. Um, you can acknowledge still that Davos is really creating those quality chances, the quality play. I mean, I mean, expected goals models, they're, they're built on historical data. So if you get a great uh, rush shot coming from a Royal Road passes, the expectation, the expected goal numbers will be one of a rush uh, shot coming off a Royal Road pass. So you're comparing apples to apples. Um, but Devil seems to find that little edge to overperform even though even those numbers. So maybe they got you know great finish for sure. They got a good great group of import players this season again and a great group of Swiss players. Um, personally, also really like that bottom six guy, bottom sixth guy. I mean that Schmutz, yes. uh, Chris Egli, Frenner, Newsbar has been very good lately. I mean they they have four lines that can produce a lot. Um, even if the defensemen are not producing much, I mean it's kind of not their role. They're playing so fast that the defense is not does not have time to catch up with the offense. Let's let's say this. So yes, they're overperforming, and we'll talk about the goalies in in, in a minute. But uh, they're maybe supposed to be above average. Let's say that. Yes, exactly. And uh, even though we're talking about their overperformance, if we take a look at the probably the probability of them winning the different ca- games they won. Well, um, in all these games, um, they've won. I think that uh, like in eight out of ten, they deserve to won uh, to win this game. So even if they're overperforming, uh, in most games they well they deserve their wins. Yeah, and you can you can see they have a clear um, system in place. That based on their strength, you know, those rushes, those uh, setting up, I mean, Matthias Brome, Matej Strensky, uh, Denis Rasmussen, that, that line has been really hot and really good. And if they can set up those guys uh, using their power plays as well, um, the defense in the neutral zone has been good. So if the other team is not willing to stop that, I mean, they're just being deserving those wins, as you say. Um, They've had issues. Uh, their, their only loss was up against uh, Rappersville because Rappersville played like Rappersville played. I mean, they they just blocked their rushes and speed, and uh, and that that's how Davos lost their games. But otherwise, yeah, it's not. Yeah, they've been overperforming, and there's been a little bit of luck for sure. I mean, like Stransky scoring five goals on <laughs> that game. Um, but yeah, there's there's a part of that that is deserved for sure. And that's no surprise they've been standing first in uh, in the league right now. And it's going to be very interesting coming the spring to see how far they can go. Yeah, exactly. And what's good also for Davos is that this season their uh, power play is having great results. And their penalty kill is also uh, having great results. So I think they're best in both categories or among the best in both categories. But if you take a look at their underlying play, um, they're... Penalty kill is the second best in terms of expected goals again. So 
again here they're quite a bit overperforming but it's not like it's totally undeserved uh, their underplaying play well is good so yeah uh, again we're talking about a team that's got a bit of luck on his side but who's got many things for for them and i really think they can go far with that uh, roster or and their playing style so far yeah and uh, obviously the huge plus they've had lately was uh, from their goalies uh, Ashley Mann especially has been very hot I mean he leads the league with um, almost eight goal saves in 10 games which is almost one goal per game that's crazy um, I mean last season the best goal is they were saving around like 0.3 goal per game that's um, so being at 18 10 is, is really is really good he's probably not going to sustain such a performance over the long time um, so yeah that's part of that because I mean clearly no team in in the national league can win nine games out of ten every time uh that's something we said you know at the beginning of the season when bn was winning all those games yeah he's gonna lose eventually and they're gonna start losing more games and freeboard did so as well so yeah we'll see how devils uh settles once things got maybe a bit more normal than they are right now yeah exactly and maybe in comparison to other teams they've got uh, less injuries also they've lost Corby for a few games and uh, recently lost Nussbaumer in Igli for quite a few months I think but so far they've got lucky on that side also they've, they've not lost many players and um, also if you take a look at their calendar so far um, they've had some luck because they um, played some teams that had some uh, really important injury Okay, so and um, to end this on Davos and this podcast, we had one question about about the team. Um, Cedric, can they be Schweizer Meister? Well, yes. I mean, their their underlying play, as we said, is good. Uh, they've got great goalies so far. Uh, their play at five on five is really good. They're focusing on quality chances, especially. Uh, in the offensive zone, but also in the defensive zone. So yeah, it's maybe a playing style that which fits the playoff. And yeah, why not? I mean, as we said before, for us, Zug and Zurich for the moment are our biggest uh, favorite in the playoffs. But uh, Dave Davos is certainly a candidate to, to play a, a big role in this uh, in these playoffs. And what about you, Thibaut? Yeah, I think uh, the the um, the remaining games in November will be very interesting because I mean you talked about the calendar. They're gonna play Zurich, they're gonna play Fribourg, Zurich, um, almost in a row, in, almost in in ten days. So that's gonna be telling a lot, I think. Although the, all those games are at home, but uh, yeah, if if we think about matchups and it's we're not even at half the season, but uh, they clearly have a style that would um, that would benefit them against Zurich as we mentioned earlier in this podcast. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see them against Zug once we come back from the international break uh, against Fribourg as well. Uh, very not similar, but teams that, yeah, understood how you have to play to win in the playoffs um, in hockey this, uh, this past few seasons, whatever the league you're, you're playing in. So, yeah, that's kind of adding a new candidate for the cup, and it's always interesting. Yes, exactly, and... Well, it's been fun to watch uh, Davos this season because in the last season they had some problems uh, in 
terms of defensive play and they've really corrected that uh, part of the game. It's that's maybe what will make them successful in the future. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, that's it for the uh, the six um, German-speaking team. I don't have a better word. Sorry, I'm just Canadian. Um, but Serik, uh, thanks. Thanks. Um, we will make an episode on Lugano and Embry as promised. Um, we we'll maybe not spend 30 minutes on each of those, but we will go in length for those two teams uh, to complete the the whole um, study of the league as we approach mid-season. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, obviously. You can um, f- find the previous episode on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. Uh, remember, we have a video tour of the website on our YouTube page. So if you have any question. Uh, we're always um, happy to answer them and uh, well you can subscribe if you want to the website yeah exactly and uh, yeah as Thibaut said please shoot your questions if you have any see you next time